Hey, everybody. Welcome to the A1 Auto Body Podcast with your host, Nick Sands. Today, I have a very special guest. Um, his name is Keith Do- Dozwas, and, <laughs> and he is the owner of USB Escape, which is a digital escape room based out of Canada. Um, Keith, how are you doing today? Oh, any better? I would, uh, you know, oh, I realize this is in the state. So I, my normal go-to is uh, any better, I'd cancel my OHIP, but you guys don't have an OHIP down there. So What uh, is an OHIP? OHIP is basically <laughs> our ability to go get uh, health care for free. So, you know, if I'm canceling that, that means I'm doing pretty good. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess you don't have a, any equivalent down there. So I'm just, I'm just going to say I'm really good today. I'm really good. That's awesome. I'm really glad to hear that. Um, Let's just get right into it. And what exactly is a digital escape room? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, where you've got a normal uh, escape room where they they bring in, they run you through some rules and they tell you you got 60 minutes to escape the Pharaoh's tomb or discover a cure to the zombie virus or what have you. Um, and then they kind of throw you out back into the cold. The digital escape, home, escape room brings that into your home and you get to do that on your own time. Um, now there are some escape rooms that do have time limits. Um, what's different about USB escape is that it comes on a physical USB stick. You plug that into your computer and you go ahead with that. So um, you, it's the, the game that I have is about, uh, about two and a half to three hours of gameplay all in. Uh, there's eight major puzzles, 13 modern hidden puzzles, and one meta puzzle. So in terms of brass tacks of what the actual game is, there's a lot of information and there's a lot of stuff right, um, right off the hop. Uh, so yeah, you're going to be jumping through some uh, videos. You're going to be listening to some audio. You're going to be looking at some some pictures and you're going to um, f- like fill out a full immersive story that is told through um, through emails and you are going to be met with some locked files that you need passwords to unlock. So those where the puzzles are gonna come in. So in, in a very wordy explanation, that's, uh, <laughs> that's what the difference is. So instead of walking into a room with a bunch of puzzles, the, all the puzzles are contained right on your computer. That's awesome. It almost, when I was kind of like researching a little bit, it almost reminds me of, for all you 90s babies, the game Myst. The computer oh, game yeah. Mist. That yes, uh, I love me some Mist. Yeah, that was a great game, and that was the kind of vibes it was giving me. So, anyone who is that fair, fair comparison. Um, so, I mean, Mist was a point and click. So, I mean, you you walked around. Uh, actually, I can I can hear in the back of my head some computer nerd, you know, who loves <laughs> games a lot. Is like, uh, actually, it wasn't a point and click. It was technically a blah blah blah. But uh, no, I think I think point and click is pretty accurate. Um, this one here, it, rather than a point and click where, which has a, a bunch of, you know, uh, you know, uh, scenery and stuff like that, you're diving through this very much like a found USB stick. So the, the goal for this in particular was to stay as thematic as possible. And, and I'll get to it in a little bit about like the actual theming of the, of the game, but I wanted this to feel like a USB stick that end up at your place, uh, by circumstance. And it's, it's outlined in the game. And uh, I wanted it to come without a tutorial. I wanted it to come out with without any type of you know guide that made you feel like yeah no duh I got this. And I wanted you to discover it on your time, your way, however you wanted to do it. And uh, this was very purposeful. When I was doing a lot of beta testing for it with a lot of my players, 
uh, I told them, hey, purposefully, I want you to do this, this puzzle out of order and see if it still makes sense for you. And some of them I said, hey, you know, I want I'm giving you no information. You know, I, I didn't even tell them it was a game. I was like, just go plug this in and tell me what you think. Um, and so, you know, there it gives a lot of uh, respect to the players it, you make very obvious logical leaps so you don't have to you know you obviously have to plug it in and uh, um, but you get to play this game the way you want and uh, it's not like Mist where you know you have to get the the it's on tracks where you need to get the objectives done in a certain way you play this game how you want and you discover all the puzzles you want and for that reason there's 13 hidden puzzles in season one of our game uh, we're under development for season two but in season one, there's 13 hidden puzzles and uh, they're up to you if you want to even look into them or not, you know? So. Was 13 a, a specifically chosen number or is that just what you ended up with? Uh, so, I mean, <laughs> I mean, the thematic answer to that is yes, very, very unlucky number. So I, th I think it's the perfect time to, to explain a little bit more of the theming. So this is a, a horror-based escape room. Um, so anybody who, uh, you alluded to the 90s earlier, but uh, I'm going to throw it back a little bit more recent. So the around 2008, 2010 creepypastas for anybody who, uh, who might have known that uh, for, or been on the internet around that time. For those who haven't, it, creepypastas were uh were a time on the internet where horror came about in the terms of storytelling uh, and it was usually centered a little bit more around technology so i mean if you want to look into it there's tons of great stuff um you know the the original sonics e uh, exe there's uh you know russian sleep experiment uh jeff the killer if you just google any of those things or just creepypasta in general, you'll find a treasure trove of like great internet horror content that's like encapsulated in 2008. So I wanted to capture that in, in the game. Um, and I really wanted to have the thematics of, you know, you're getting a USB stick and everybody tells you if you have a USB stick and you don't know where it came from, don't plug it in the computer. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to work off that that creepy vibe. So that's that's the general theming of, of the game, so. I really love that that show like I just could I haven't seen like what it actually comes with but is it literally just like a USB stick shows up like if I sent this as a gift to somebody you know what I mean would absolutely. it be like absolutely so yeah it's great that you touched on that so there's an option right on the website for uh, when you're checking out you can customize it and I um, I've been in contact with quite a few customers who are like hey I'm doing this for my brother-in-law he loves horror but I want to scare the pants out of him if you're planning on doing that, when you're checking out, there's an option to put in, you know, a couple of like 500 characters. But if you message me, because, you know, we are a small business, you know, you can always get in touch with us really easily. You can be like, hey, here's, you know, a story that only him and I know or her and I know or whoever you're making it for. I want you to somehow incorporate this into it because the games are customizable like that. And um I've had feedback from, I feel like I'm being watched. I feel like, you know, uh, you know, I feel like somebody knows a little bit more than they should. And you can really dive into like how creepy you really want to make it. So how they actually come, I mean, uh, I know this podcast, so this is terrible podcast etiquette, but I'm going to show <laughs> on, on my screen right now what it looks like. It's, um, it's a USB stick that looks like a physical key. Um, and it's got uh, the logo of uh, USB Escape right on it. So it's got the the uh, the butterfly with the USB logo splitting down the middle of it. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's got it. Um, 
you, you would receive this along with a letter explaining why this is in your front, uh, front port. So if you bought it, obviously, you know why it's there. You paid money and it came out of your bank account. And, you know, the, you waited the appropriate seven to 10 business days wherever you're living uh, <laughs> and it showed up. But if you're not expecting this, if this is a present for somebody else, a package shows up and there's, a, you know, instructions on how to start by putting this USB stick into your computer. And as you go, I mean, the more information you give me, the better. I did the, I did one for, um, for a couple and he was like, I want to do this for my wife. So um, here are some photos that she doesn't know have been taken picture of her while she was out <laughs> shopping. So I had these like <laughs> candid photos of the wife, like grocery shop that her husband took, which was really nice. Uh, but just had <laughs> of, of her just shopping, not paying attention. And she was like, yeah, I, I will play season two. I am not happy about playing season one, but I will play season two. So yeah, that was That's the a- feedback I got. Probably the, my my only negative review so far was, uh, I love your game. I, I hated it, but I love it. So. <laughs> That's like the best review you could probably get for a horror, for yeah, a horror game. Probably. <laughs> um, so you, you kind of just mentioned season two. So how many seasons are there or are you planning on how many are out how's that what's your like product lineup look like yeah so season one is out right now so this is the a three season part so it's the not family chronicles the first season which is out already uh follows owen not which is the son of the family who is going to sell off his family home after the untimely death of his mother so she has died in what the police are calling a botched robbery um, and he's just going to, you know, take, you know, pack up all the stuff and, and take everything out. His sister is a wildly successful professional, and she just does not have the particular time to come to the house and take care of everything. So he's dealing with all of that. Now, uh, obviously, if that was the end of the story, then there wouldn't be much point of calling this a horror, you know, uh, <laughs> horror escape room game. So obviously, um, mysteries ensue. Uh, but uh, it deals with a lot of really, really, you know, purposeful theme, uh, thematics. So it deals with, you know, loss, grief, and how trauma based, uh, how trauma or childhood trauma develops into the grieving process as you're older. So it deals with some pretty heavy themes. Um, and for season two, which is currently under development, uh, it's actually taking place from the perspective of the sister. And she has been uh, introduced to a, uh, film student, a recent film graduate, who is taking um, taking an interest in her story of looking into what ended up happening to her brother, who's, who is who went to go actually do anything. So she's been getting all these cryptic uh, emails back and forth because Owen in the first season is, is emailing back between his, him and his sister Allie. Um, she can't contact him anymore. She's worried for his life. Months go by, nobody can find him. She's going um, through with this film student, so that's season two, and how that how that goes about is is uh, is uh, spoiler free. Uh, <laughs> and then season three is actually going to be uh, kind of a throwback pe- prequel to explain how all of this origin started. So it's actually going to go back to when uh, the mother Deborah was still alive and how um, this family came about being so unfortunate with their you know with their luck and their their lives (laughs) that's really rad how long did it take you to actually like plan out this story uh it's interesting you say that i i started this pretty haphazardly um one day without without an idea that it was going to be something it was just it was just a puzzle idea uh that i had and i was like okay well we're we're gonna work through this and then 
and then a couple of weeks had gone by and I had, you know, one or two puzzles, three or four or five or six. And the story started coming out because it was easy to link them. And I said, okay, I think, I think I got something here. And, you know, and then through testing the, the feedback I got really reassured me that, yeah, I do have something here. Um, so that whole process took about seven months and, uh, there is a lot of escape rooms out there that, you know, I have been asked in the past, you know, would you do a subscription box? Would you do a monthly thing? And I don't want to do that because I don't want to force something out. Um, I'm projecting we're sitting right now as the point of recording, we're in February and I'm projecting June, July, as late as August for the second season to be fully out of beta testing and available for the public. So it's not going to be one of those things that's readily available, but what comes with that is second season as well, you're going to still get your eight major puzzles. You're still gonna get your 13 plus hidden puzzles uh, and your meta puzzle as well. So you're in and, and having, you know, two and a half hours to three hours of gameplay in it. So uh, I, I really want there to be a lot of value for the price point that it is. So, you know, and that, that was a key thing. Keep the price point nice and reasonable. Uh, and I've heard on, from a couple of people low um, and uh, and really keep the value really high. So, you know, I want to make sure that as many people are able to play it and, and as many people are feeling really satisfied for what they put in. It sounds like when you're talking about it that like you mentioned how like you just had a puzzle idea like having a puzzle idea isn't like something that most people do like I've never had just like a puzzle idea you know what I mean are you like really into puzzles is this something that like you were you have been into for a long time is this something kind of new like what kind of brought out your love of just like puzzles and solving puzzles in general. Yeah, I, th I, I mean that's that's a wonderful question I. Uh... Throughout my life, I, I, I don't want to get too philosophical, but uh, I, I've do. always really, <laughs> yeah, okay, maybe, yeah. <laughs> so in the beginning, I was born on a cold Friday night in, uh, <laughs> all right, uh, no, no, I, I, I just, um, I think one of the things that I, has come about through a lot of soul searching is that um, really early on in my development, in terms of my educational development in school, I noticed a lot of my other classmates kind of uh, gravitating to one or, you know, many specific fields. You know, I, you know, I had a friend who wanted to be a writer and, 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 and decided to do that. I had a friend who, you know, was pretty particularly good at science and is, is now a mathematician kind of thing. Uh, and I, I always gravitated towards patterns, um, you know, the circle, you know, circle, square, triangle, circle, square, question mark. You know, I was like, ah, I, I get this, you know, I've always been, I've always found patterns and things and been really drawn to towards patterns and just solving riddles and, and, you know, this plus this equals question mark. I've always been drawn to that type of stuff. Um, but early on, I never really found uh, a, an outlet for that. And um, I think what this really did come about um, is, as we all know, uh, COVID changed a lot of things for a lot of people. So uh, I live in Ontario, Canada. Uh, which is, uh, and I was working downtown Toronto, which is, is the capital of Ontario, not the capital of Canada, but the capital of Ontario. And uh, I had a pretty prestigious job. And the, when, the, when COVID hit, I was working for a nonprofit. So I was let go immediately. And, uh, you know, it, it, was, it was very difficult. You know, I had to, had to move out of the big city because of the price, you know, uh, and, and kind of take a hit and being unemployed for the foreseeable future. So I decided to keep myself busy by doing the thing I love. And that was, uh, that has always been board games and, and puzzles. And 
Um, you can't really play board games by yourself. There are some, don't get me wrong. There are some, and I've played a couple, I've played quite a few of them, which is always weird for people watching. You're playing a board game by yourself. Yeah, 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 I am. <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, but puzzles have always been a, a big thing. I can do escape room, take home escape rooms by myself. I don't need anybody else there. I can just sit there, you know, for a, a little bit and play around with it. It's great. Um, so I did quite a few of them and I found a lot of real nice indie ones and uh, I found a lot of big box ones and I bought a, quite a few of them. Actually, just on a side note, I'm super jealous that you guys in the States have access to box one from Neil Patrick Harris. We don't get, we don't have Target up here, so we don't get that. <laughs> if you don't have it, go buy it. I don't, it's not a paid endorsement. That is just me being very jealous. Um, so Christmas is coming. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll send yeah, it up to you. It's uh, it's only ten months away. I'm I'm gonna yes I uh, I you know what I'll uh, I'll hold you to that. I'll call I'll call you around uh, November November twenty fifth. Be like hey, send it to me now. It's gonna be here in a month. Um, but yeah, so I played quite a few of these take home escape room games, and I played quite a like, quite a few of them, and. I was like, these aren't that great. Um, I played one in particular that was particularly bad. And I said, well, I can do this. <laughs> and uh, that's how it all started is that, that classic, well, I don't like this. I, th I think I can do better. Um, <laughs> it's not easy. It's not easy. <laughs> um, but uh, I was able to put something together and it only took me seven months. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you gave me something to do, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm not one of those people who can sit down and just binge Netflix or anything like that. I need to be doing something. So this was a great outlet for me. What's it like kind of merging? So obviously you have like a creative idea and then you have to take that and you have to convert it into something that makes money and then create a business. Right. And like, then you have to do the pay taxes and do the other stuff that comes along with having a business. Like what's it like taking this thing that you made and then making it into and then like handling the business side of stuff too. The the key is to never pay taxes. That's I'm hundred <laughs> percent. No, I, <laughs> please, please. I don't know don't, how stuff works in Canada. Clip but you this can't part and, and make it uh, into a, uh, on a disc and send it into like the, the local authorities. All right. Yeah. Uh, you got, I have his first and last name where he lives and he just said he doesn't pay taxes. No, no. Pay your taxes folks. Uh, they couldn't, they couldn't come. My people couldn't come get you anyways. It was, that's very him. true. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very dedicated police force. I'm excited. Uh, yeah. No, I, so I think fear in this, in this particular instance, fear is a big driver. Um, every, everything in terms of getting things set up has been met with a lot of doing the research beforehand, setting up, talking to people who have been mentors for it and i think that's one of the most beautiful things particularly about the escape room industry uh especially the take-home escape room industry is that i've never met a group of people that have been more welcoming and warm i'll have questions they're there to help and i mean a case in point is that i've met you through through this um and i'll leave that up to you if you want to disclose the, <laughs> the the strings there but it but if not i met you through like nick through this and um i mean as we all know because you're listening to this nick is a wonderfully warm person and uh you know and oh go on <laughs> and handsome <laughs> and wealthy and um, <laughs> um 
<laughs> no, I, I just, but, but yeah, so it, taking all those things into consideration, I mean, you, you make sure that you meet your steps and you know, you're going to make mistakes. You, you take those moments where things don't go right. I remember one particular instance, I had somebody message me and I was like, just about to close my eyes. And I've sold to six countries, uh, you know, across the world. I'm looking to do more, but six countries across the world. So I had somebody in a completely different time zone message me just when I was about to go to sleep and they were just about to start. And they said, I have a problem with your puzzle. That was their first, he says, your puzzle, is, your, the exact thing they said is your puzzle doesn't work. So after I had my mini panic attack and because <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, now I have to learn how to like reimburse somebody's money and I have to figure this and my whole line's destroyed and I have to like go back and all the people I've sold since this person and because this was very early on, um, you know, figure this out. Um, it turned out they were putting the wrong answer in. After doing a little bit back and forth, I, I found out what the, the error was that kept showing up on their screen is, if you're using a Mac and you play my game and you put the wrong password in, it says error. Uh, and so it assumes that, you know, there's an error on here, but no, AKB64LG2ZQ is not a password on one of my puzzles. So uh, that I had explained to them and I said, hey, you know what? I don't want to ruin it for you, but maybe try this. And they tried that and they go, oh, never mind. You have a good night. And it was <laughs> one o'clock in the morning. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to try and not cry and go to sleep now. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a wild feeling um especially when it turns out right you know what i mean because like i know that when i see a you know a, a truck that we've worked on coming down the road and it's like oh no like the you know what i mean like it just your stomach falls out you're like oh no and then they just come by to be like oh man this thing came out so good i just wanted to come say hi or like Absolutely. you know what i mean like but yeah, like you see it coming. Don't you hate those people? You're like, <laughs> look, keep your compliment. Just stay away from here. Yeah. And I think that's so, I think that's so amazing. Cause I mean, you know, doing, especially what you guys, what you do. Uh, and if I mess up a puzzle, it's no big deal. You know, if you mess up truck, I mean, it, it tends to be a little bit more of a big deal. You know, <laughs> you can't, you can't just return the money and be like, Hey, you know, don't worry about those 47 people who, uh, you know, who don't, don't get to go home. tonight. <laughs> you know, we'll, we, we returned your money. Well, this is pro bono today. So, you know, so, I mean, yeah, that, uh, so, I mean, actually turn the question on to you. How do you deal with those, those particular feelings when you're like, Oh, I, you know, I did everything I could to make sure that this was a quality service and quality product. Um, but, but it, it, things happen, you know, and it, it might be you, it might be the, if not you, it won't be you, but you know, it might be the user. It might just be, you know, um, anything in between the conditions. Uh, how do you deal with those feelings? I mean, for me, I just, you know, if something goes wrong, the nice thing about body work is like, you can always strip it back down and do it again. So like a lot of times, even if you make a little mistake, like the difference between someone who knows what they're doing and someone who doesn't know what they're doing is someone who knows what they're doing, knows how to fix the mistakes. You know what I mean? Um, it's easy to look at anything and just do it and like, and say like, this is how you fix this. It's a much different thing to actually do it. And then when you get into it, you realize, oh, actually this needs to be a little different. This needs to be a little different. Like, and then you can... I don't, I kind of got lost there, but like, I think it just comes along with like being good at what you do. You're able to kind of make it so that that doesn't happen. The nice thing about working on trucks is that, and the nice thing about having a body shop is like, 
And the nice thing about being really good at what I do is like, I could never mess something up so bad or anyone I work with could never mess something up so bad that I couldn't fix it. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so if you don't mind, I, I, let me, let me ask you this because I, I find this particularly interesting and I think there's a ton of value here. It, it's great that you're here now, but neither of us are, you know, 18 years old walking in on the, our first day how do you deal with that that first day or how did you deal with that first day so for my first day it was a little bit different than like 99% of people are ever going to have because i had been dreaming about working with my dad at that shop for since i was a little tiny kid i had, that was like my that was the only thing i ever wanted to do there was a short stint where i wanted to be an astronaut and other than that, the only thing I ever wanted to do was do body work with my dad. Um, so like for me going in on that day was, it was like the most exciting, probably one of the most exciting days of my life. That's so, that's so amazing. Does, I'm sorry, I, I don't know the full context. Does your dad know that? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I had talked about it. I had, so like I used to go to the shop sometimes when he was, cause we bought the shop from someone else. Right. Um, I used to go down there and the guy who owned it then what he said, you know, when you turn 18, I'll give you a job. So like I didn't, I was not a good student. I hated school with every fiber of my being, um, but you weren't passionate about it. Yeah, no, not yeah. at all. I hate so it. I that makes sense. School. And the one thing I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt you here, but the one thing I'm hearing through all this is that you're passionate about the work. So it's it's easy to go over thing, something three, four times when you know you did it properly the first time because you want to ensure that you did it properly and that eliminates mistakes. It's easy to go back to that customer and say, hey, you know what, I I'm really hope you, you enjoyed the service because you know you gave it your all. So, I mean, that's... I mean, I, I'm taking some, I'm taking some great away from this, this talk already, because you know, that you, you're hundred percent right. Having that passion walking in on that first day. And I, you know, I can, I can see that completely in, you know, in how, how you present yourself and then how you, you talk about, you know, the work that you do. That's amazing. That's really this cool. Is, for people who are just starting in anything, not just in body work, but I think that this is a kind of to, to, to uh, build on that is, like you can, you're never going to not make mistakes. Like mistakes are going to happen. Everybody makes mistakes every single day. And anyone who says that they don't is a liar. Um, that what you can do is when you make mistakes, if you catch a mistake early on, you can fix it. And it's easy. If you go through the process and you don't catch your mistakes and it builds and builds, and now you've built on something that's a terrible, you know, that's a mistake way back when, it's now become way more work to go back and fix that. So like every, I am, I'm generally like considered slow at what I do. I'm just not very fast body guy, but my, I never have things that come back because I didn't do them correctly. I'm slow, but I am able to keep up with the fastest person because it evens out because I never have mistakes Absolutely. down the line that I need to go back. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, hey, I mean, I don't have a truck sitting in my backyard that needs body work. But <laughs> if I did, I would obviously go with the person who I know it's going to get done with. Right. Exactly. You know, so yeah. No, absolutely. I feel like with all this, this deep talk after this, we gotta we gotta start a TED talk or you know, take the show <laughs> on the road here, you know. Well, I think yeah. it's I think it's an interesting thing that um 
because I hadn't really thought about it before, but it really does it. It fits perfectly in with what you're doing because on when you build a story, when you build a puzzle, when you build something like that, like if there's a fundamentally broken piece somewhere in there, it doesn't matter how small it is. Like that puzzle will never work. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the most frustrating things about building a puzzle puzzle and um and 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 trust me um i because i tell people that that's what i do with my time um <laughs> i will have people who come up to me and be like hey check it out i got this puzzle i have seen many puzzles <laughs> the thing is about puzzles is that it's they're great but the first draft is guaranteed to have problems with it guaranteed whatever you think you know you don't know and the number of times i've introduced a new puzzle and I'm like, okay, so what's the answer? And they're like, okay, well, I did it properly and I'm getting this weird spit out that's not the right answer. And, you know, it, it, you always have to fix and adjust. The crazy things that, that, that might be a little different about the escape room industry in general is that you have to appeal to somebody who's never done an escape room before at all, never touched a puzzle. And you have to also appeal with the same exact product to somebody who's done escape rooms as a hobby, as an enthusiast for the last 10 years. And you have to find something unique and fresh for both of that audience. That doesn't happen anywhere else. You know, you don't, you don't uh, make a golf club for, for the pro and the guy <laughs> who just wants something cheap to hit the ball around. You, you have to do it differently. So I think that's a, an extra added level of difficulty. But, but in particular, I have played a lot of or done a lot of puzzles that people have created on their own and, and, and made. And um, I go, okay, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. And they explain <laughs> it to for me and I go, well, that's wrong. And I wouldn't have figured that out to begin with. Don't get me wrong. If you show me your puzzle, I'm going to get really excited for you and I'm going to do it to my best of ability. But um, you know, there, there is quite a bit of, there is a level of difficulty of getting that in there. So yeah, it needs a little bit of an ingenuity. So. The, th the interesting things about puzzles and like riddles and stuff is like they seem impossible until you have the answer and then it's Absolutely. so simple or so easy that it just like happens so naturally it's so 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 satisfying <laughs> it I mean, is it's, so it's, satisfying. it's very famously known that the inventor of the rubik's cube spent a month before he could figure out his own like how to put it back together <laughs> and he invented the dang thing so I mean, you know, like there are <laughs> puzzles, but when you know, when you know, oh, it feels so good. It, it really feels, does. Yeah. <laughs> it, one, of the, one of the things, just, just because um, I think for, for the people who aren't really into the uh, escape rooms, or this might be a new thing that they're listening in on, um, there is such a close tie between magic and escape rooms. So like people who do, you know, illusions, magic and stuff, because there is a whole, like, if you know how the, the trick works, then yeah, it's really simple. But those who don't, you get to, you know, hide the, the ball and the cups and stuff like that, or pull the rabbit out of the hat. But, you know, but as a magician, it's, you know, it's the same thing as solving a riddle. You, you know how it's done. It's easy to replicate. So, you know, there's a, there's a really cool overlap there. So. That's actually interesting. You were talking about, you brought up magic. Cause I was actually thinking that it's similar also in the fact that like that the same, so in magic, the same trick has been repackaged and given a new skin like 10 million times. Absolutely. And it must be the same way with puzzles, right? Like it's not Absolutely. like you invented a puzzle out of nothing, you know, Absolutely, you yeah. 
you kind of take a puzzle theory or like a puzzle that exists and you create it and change it to fit you and your story. Right, right. And yeah, first off, I just want to say that there's at least one listener right now who has heard magic four or five times and they think we're talking about Magic the Gathering and they're really <laughs> excited about the cards right now. They're like, oh, we're going to talk about my thing right now. We're not. Oh, you I'm think sorry. we have listeners? I'm sorry. You're on the wrong, you're on the wrong show. <laughs> I, ye of little faith, ye of little faith. I know that guaranteed my mom and dad will listen to this because they support me too much. You know, Hi, mom. Uh, yeah. Hi, dad. <laughs> That's actually my mom and dad too will both listen to this. So all right, yeah. I just hey, want to tell you guys all that I love you. And yes. um, you're do you guys are killing it. Dad, you just probably heard that, and there's you're probably like, oh my god, I can't believe he told that story on, on the radio. Well, <laughs> and I and I, like and to my parents, dad, your flies down. It's always down. <laughs> um and mom, yes, yes, I've done the thing that you've been asking me to do. It's already done. Stop bothering me about it. So <laughs> So yeah, now that that's out of the way, yeah. <laughs> what were we talking about? My goodness, we, we are great at getting um, we, each other off track, but yeah, we're I know, huh? Yeah. I got the ADD. Um, yeah. What's your, uh, we were talking about repackaging puzzles and like yes. how you, my follow-up question was going to be like, how do you decide what puzzles are worth repackaging or will fit into the game that you're making? So first of all, I do my absolute best not to repackage puzzles. I mean, there's, there's limitations. I mean, there's, I mean, I don't I mean, would, yeah, I should clarify. Uh, yes, I yes. should clarify. I don't uh, mean repackage puzzle. Like, yes. I don't think you're stealing anybody's idea or, but like the theory of puzzling, right. like, like I'm trying to think of what's the 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 Caesar, yeah, Caesar cipher. Yes, Caesar yes. cipher. So I have utilized Caesar ciphers in. Uh, this is not a, a spoiler. I've utilized one of my um, hidden ones, and I mean it's it's one of the very hidden ones. You have to look for it. It's. A, a Caesar cipher and you would you would know this because it looks out of place but it looks like a string of numbers anyways um so yeah so it, it, numbers with letters but um so yes there's there's some things like uh, you know a pig pen and a Caesar cipher cipher and tap codes and morse code and binary and you know uh, American sign language and stuff like that yes um so there there is certain constructs I think making sure like the way that you have a new spin on things I'm really struggling to think of how I can say this without telling you specifically what I have done oh actually I got a perfect I got a perfect example this is something that I've done on my Instagram I'm going to spoil something on my Instagram on my Instagram I do all complete puzzles a big thing that irritates me is a lot of uh, escape rooms and puzzle rooms and stuff like that will steal direct word for word riddles off online. And that'll be their post for the day and they pat themselves on the back. All the puzzles that I have on mine are completely like, you know, they're, you know, like you said, they will be Caesar ciphers or whatever, um, but they're, they're done completely by myself. You can't Google any of my, you know, my pictures, which you can reverse engineer. Anyways, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so I have one particular puzzle. I'm going to ru ruin it for you. So it's a wing, wing ding puzzle. So, you know, um, if you're ever fooling around as a kid on like word uh, and you could just change the, the, the font to be like all those symbols. Yep. Well, I made, I made one where it was just change the letters into the symbol. So I just had the symbols on mine. And what I did is I did uh, it basically with a buddy. Um, so I was cross promoting. So uh, I you know, I made the answer key for them and I put the puzzle on my page so that you had to go back and forth between our pages to, to, to figure this out. So the answer key was on the other page. The question, the, the riddle was on my page. The, the puzzle was on my page. Now, what I did is I kept that the same, but this one, 
A was F, G was under the C one, L was under the Q, X, it was completely jumbled. So we had a couple of people who thought they were smart. They knew how that wing, wingdig was and tried to do it by themselves. But they didn't know that if they just went to the other person's page, which was tagged right in the photo. And if you go right on my Instagram, usb.escape, um, you'll be able to see that one. You'd be like, oh, I'm so smart. I figured it out. You can comment and be like, oh, I listen to podcasts and I'm a super genius. Um, you'll be able to see how that works. But uh, so a way to turn it around is that rather than just making um, a puzzle the way that it has, it can be a stepping stone. And I think actually this leads into a, a really good thing or a really good point that um, I've seen happen for a lot of other puzzle makers that I've talked to is that usually the wrong answer leads to the right answer to your puzzles. Um, I did a particular puzzle and I'm not going to give anything away, but I was like, this is the exact answer. I know this, this has got to be it. It was very wrong. I was completely <laughs> wrong. It was, I was way overthinking it, but what it did is it showed me a new way to make the puzzle. So I took my completely wrong answer. And when I was making one of my puzzles, and if you play my game, it's the library book one, you'll be like, oh, this is the library book one he was talking about. And, um, I implemented my wrong answer and made that into it now obviously you'll get the right answer or you'll get your own wrong answer, make your own puzzle and go, okay, well, his answer was dumb, but mine is great. So, but uh, and the story continues. So yeah, sometimes getting the wrong answer is like leads up to the right answer. So. That's also a deep, I feel like that could be a deep philosophical conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like after this, we both have to do something really dumb to balance it all out. Like, you know, I'm gonna drink motor oil or something like that. I have plenty of it. So come on over. That's perfect. <laughs> um, I think that it's really interesting. So this COVID happened um, and obviously people have been struggling. I personally know quite a few people who have actually kind of taken COVID and turned it around and turned it into an amazing thing. Um, I would like to shout out my buddy, my buddy, Luke uh, Wiley, who's the knife guy. Um, Ooh, yeah. Luke, Luke, my boy, Luke, he makes knives and um, COVID was kind of the thing that gave him like the bravery to jump into it's Wiley. I gotta, I gotta, chopper, I gotta so ask. Cause like, I'm, I'm like, you're, you're, you're advertising to other people, but you're talking to me now and they can, they can talk into their podcast or they can talk into <laughs> their phone or whatever they're listening to this on all they want, but I have the opportunity to interrupt you. What type <laughs> of like kitchen knives or like, 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 like uh, camping knives. Oh, well you have a, actually a camera. So. Oh, I like, do. I can see. Oh, wow. This is so beautiful. Oh man. If I could only explain words. Okay. You're showing it me is, oh, those are cool. Those are cool. Okay, he I'm makes not just like saying this because he's these, holding a knife to me. He makes um, these unbelievable knives that are like, so he made this all by himself. Um, I believe he used an old file, it feels like, but he, so he like. Yeah, and he flattened he it. I can it, see where the file is, yeah. And then he made the handle. And then he also made this like uh scabbard i guess i don't know what you call yeah, it yeah but the, the pouch the the safety yeah, yeah absolutely that's really cool and i mean yeah this is about like what two or an inch and a half in, yeah. in width kind of thing yeah this is that's probably really, like two yeah. by two and yeah. he made but he makes he made one i want to say as big as one was 20 inches he's like an amazing artist who i've actually followed for a long time and i'm very lucky to have been able to come as become his friend because like I just really liked his work and um, we kind of yeah. connected through Instagram. 
this is this is like your now your chance to do your like really cheesy mid podcast this episode has been sponsored by our you know <laughs> throwing your promotional pitch there that everybody like taps the like 10 seconds forward 10 seconds forward you know <laughs> <laughs> i can assure you that no one wants to sponsor me um the uh but anyways getting back to you what i was trying to say is you were able to take like covid losing your job and now you've been able to create this thing out of it that could you know I'm not going to lie, has an incredible potential um, and incredible potential to like, this could be like your new career. Like this could be all of it. You know what I mean? Like what was the mindset when you lost your job that brought you here that didn't have to do with puzzles, but just had to do with like, I'm going to get this done. You know what I mean? Wow. Uh, wow. That's a, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I, you know what, I'm, I'm going to throw this really on, on upbringing. I had really supportive parents that really, really believed in me right from the start. Um, my parents are, you know, pretty, pretty bad, uh, pretty bad. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to say the other word. I don't know what, uh, what I can and can't say. They're, they're pretty, they're pretty bad. You can swear uh, if you, you want. Can, I don't care. Oh, sweet. They're badass. They're badass. <laughs> my, my dad played some semi-pro football. Uh, he, you know, he's got a black belt in jujitsu. He's a, he's a, he's, you know, a wood carver. Um, you know, this guy, this guy can make anything out of wood. Uh, my mom was a, you know, uh, hippie, feminist motorcycle riding bodybuilder so I had just like just these badass parents that just you know instilled a lot of self-confidence in me right from from the start and really believed in me and uh, I really attribute a lot to them um, so I think when it came to it I mean yeah I'm, I'm, I'm you know I think much like a lot of other people I did go through the motions of feeling particularly blue not working I tied a lot of my self-worth to you know my work um, and, um, you know, and, and in particular having to move out of a big city that I worked a long time to get to. And, um, you know, I did take some time to just kind of feel bad, play some solo board games and eat <laughs> way too much. Um, but, you know, it, the thing is, is that I feel so happy when um, somebody buys a game. Um, and, and it's not because my bank account is swelling or anything like that. It's, that's not the case. Um, the money that I'm getting from this, I'm putting right into season two and the money I'm putting getting from season two, I'm putting into n number three. And then from that, I'm going to really start examining of, is this going to be a full-time gig for me? Um, so this is still all my, you know, I have my nine to five now. I, you know, I'm employed now. I have my nine to five, but this has been my five to nine, you know? This is what I work on after work. This is what I'm putting my hours on. Sometimes it's past nine o'clock, honestly. Sometimes, <laughs> as I said, one o'clock in the morning, worrying about things. But, um, but I think a lot of that, that really the drive from is that like when somebody buys a game, there's a real person at the other end doing a, a real happy dance. And um, it's just because I know that there's, I mean, it, you, you know this because you, you work with a, a physical product that gets to leave and then somebody gets to appreciate that and you were talking about passion earlier and I don't want this to all be a conversation just about passion but uh, you know when I see that one of my games has gone to France you know when I see it, it's gone to Belgium you know I somewhere in the UK and and Australia you know somebody in Australia is playing my game you know like that is, is mind-blowing and I mean realistically like you know it's there's there's a million other games out there you know people you know get excited about this that and the other thing but it's really cool to know that 
there's people out there that genuinely want to play this game and are excited about it. And then I get the feedback and I feel happy all over again. So you should, that's not, a driver. You should not downplay this because you're, you said your game takes about three to four hours. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, uh, it, it depends on how you want to go about it. That, just to, just to interject, it takes about two to three. If you just are streamlining through actually it's funny, quick, quick little thing. When I was beta testing it, I had, um, I had a, a family and I, this was my first group doing it. So I'm a mother, a son and a daughter were playing this game together. And the son was like, I need to win. And I said, there's no winning. There's just like, you do the puzzles or you don't like, there's no winning. Like, <laughs> I'm taking this extra because I brought extra ones just to, to leave with them and whatnot, just in case things didn't work. And he grabbed the other USB stick, went into the other room and started playing. I don't know. And he was skimming through emails. He was looking for pieces and, <laughs> he tried to get this done as quickly as possible the other group read everything wrote down notes took things and it's funny like you said about earlier about rushing jobs and stuff like that they finished within 10 minutes of each other it took them about three hours to play it, within the person who was speeding through took longer because they, he missed subtle details that were you know important the other extreme, they were taking down notes about everything. So they took a little bit longer because they were trying to figure, <laughs> figure out, is this, is this random thing important? Well, you know, you don't need this in particular. It's, it's pretty obvious if you do a regular amount, but one person was skimming things for information <laughs> and one was reading and writing and they finished within 10 minutes of each other. So uh, <laughs> uh, I tightened it up after that. And uh, so it takes about two and a half hours to three hours to play, but I've had people saying, oh, I started this at nine o'clock. I finish this at you know 11 12 1 you know i yeah that type of stuff so i've heard everything nothing outside of four hours but uh there there is a lot to play in there um well first of all i'm sure that i will take way more than four hours when i get one um you have little faith i you know what i believe that you know what i I don't want you to look bad by any stretch of the imagination. I'll put all the answers just in a little envelope for you so that you can tell all, you know, Perfect. tell all your friends, be like, look how smart Perfect. I am. I finished 45 <laughs> minutes. No problem. You know, breeze, breeze through it. Breeze through it. Yeah. Here you can, you can have this game. I'm done with it. I'm too good for it. So, um, but what I wanted to say before was just that, um, you know, like people's time is extremely valuable, especially today um, in like today's day and age, like, you know, the average person, if you, so like, I'd only know this because of like Instagram and stuff, but like the average person, you have about three seconds to cap capture their attention um, when they're like scrolling on Facebook, scrolling through like a YouTube channel, whatever. Um, three seconds. So like for you to get someone to commit three hours of their time, that is massive. And you should not ever downplay that at all. That is a really big deal. Even if you only got one person to take three hours of their time, to do something that you created and you cared about, like that is a really, really big deal. Right. And, and I think that comes down to a, one of the fundamental principles that I, that I had for that. I have a couple, I'm not going to go through all of them, but the one of the fundamental principles <laughs> that I had was I really wanted people to get more value than what they put in financially for sure. And um, so, and, and, uh, and that kind of ties into the gameplay in, in, in it in general. So, I mean, realistically, like, like I said, alluded to earlier, if you want to just run through it, then it's definitely more than welcome, but there is just a ton of content in there. Um, and uh, I, I'll spoil this because you were joking around earlier, you don't have the biggest audience, but then I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll add a little extra bonus for the people who are listening in there. The, the email that are, that are, that's in the game 
you can email it. Nobody no. has yet. What? Nobody has yet. You can email that and you will get a response. Really? And yeah, so there's that level of degree. So I, you know, for season two, without explaining everything, literally, if you break your packaging apart, you'll find another hidden gem. Like, I wanted to add in so many little pieces in here that nobody, like, nobody's emailed me yet. Nobody's emailed me from this hidden email. It's right there in front of you the entire time. Now, did it take me two hours to set up some specific things for it so that you would get an email back and and that there was going to be, it, did, it, did the email include more fun little puzzles? Absolutely. Did it take me about two, three hours to do this? Absolutely. Has anybody reached out and emailed me yet? Absolutely not. But I know <laughs> it's there. And that's the most beautiful thing because I know somebody will and they're going to go, okay, I put in this and it's, $14.99 Canadian, which is the equivalent of uh, $3 American, I think. I don't know the conversion. <laughs> okay, it's not that bad, but it's pretty close. Um, but, um, you know, somebody's going to put down $14.99 Canadian. Somebody's going to email that and they're going to get extra puzzles that they didn't know. And they're going to, it's going to be just a little extra. And they're going to go, this is my favorite game because I got that much more you know and there's still and i mean that's just one example of the the 13 hidden puzzles you know or, Those, or above and beyond the 13 hidden puzzles sorry the inner nerd in me like little easter eggs like that literally just completely make my life when i, when I get something and there's like a little thing like that that absolutely just oh yes i love it i love oh, shit yes. like that that's oh, my yes. absolute favorite part do of you, anything do you have a favorite easter egg in like video games or anything like that like at all do you have a favorite i can't think i know i'm putting one. you on the spot but you i can't know. i honestly can't think of one off the top of my head oh yeah i can yeah. think of whenever i think of easter eggs the only thing i can think of is the original easter egg in the game adventure that's the only remind me that one is because i've heard of this before i'm just trying to remember what the original easter egg was so in the in the game adventure for i believe it was atari it might have been for ColecoVision, but i believe it was for atari you would once again go, that same nerd who was yelling at us earlier for miss being a point and click is like it was for atari i'm pretty sure it was so the original, i don't know if you're gonna gain any listeners from this podcast but you're definitely losing one <laughs> yeah no for sure i'm losing I'm, they're just you're losing out of one here. really angry nerd they're like oh my god he's talking about adventure just abandoned ship um yeah so adventure there was it was there was an easter egg because the original creator of the game they removed his name from the end credits and he was like fuck that so he made it so that if you went to like a if you when you defeated the dragon i think it was no i don't think it was there was a special room for one of the puzzles that you had to solve when you went in there was a a dot or like it was like a pixel that was a solid object but it was invisible so like you couldn't walk through it if you carried that into i think you had i can't remember exactly if you had to defeat the dragon first i think maybe you had to defeat the dragon first no i don't think you did i think you found the dot and then you brought it back to the beginning entrance when you brought it through his name would be there with like a little light show that was the original nice. easter egg yeah. that was the first easter egg in a video game um and anytime i think of an easter egg i think of that because it's such a cool fuck you yeah. So like whoever, yeah. whoever was like, you're going to take my name out of this. Nah, yeah. brah, it's I going in that. there. 
Um, that. My my favorite Easter egg of all time was I'm pretty now once again I'm gonna anger the same person who is still gritting their teeth, white knuckling <laughs> it right now. I think it's Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two, but once again it could he's probably sitting there. It's, it's four, not two. Anyways, um, <laughs> there was competing developers who had just like done side bets while they were baking the game, and one of them owed the other one like three hundred and fifty dollars. So it was like someone like Tobias owes me $350 stuck in a spot that you weren't supposed to be able to get into. So it was just like a giant like, middle finger of like, yeah, well, you know, now history knows you're a real jerk Tobias or whatever. His name was, so. That's awesome. I love that. No, I think little things like that and anything, I mean, um, you know, even Google has like, if you type in, if you type uh, Mordor into into google maps it'll tell you no you don't just walk into mordor that's like yeah, little stuff like that is just nice, cool yeah. you know i just like that people care enough to do stuff like that or like with your with your email setting up your email that's so cool like what a cool thing especially like like all right so i've been like a nerd for a long fucking time like i know yep. i'm welcome to the club yep no, super nerd you know yeah, yeah. So we, have like, your, we have your number <laughs> on file yeah so like so and you have too so like you understand like how like lore like those little things about like lore and understanding like the smallest detail that's going to be like examined and there are people out there that are going to examine every single piece of your game absolutely and i just think it's so i think stuff like that is just so rad like like lore and like the the thought that goes into those things like that most people would never think about but you did like this is a really cool thing and it just shows that like you did go to that extra mile you know what i mean absolutely yeah and and you know what you you feel satisfied getting getting those little easter eggs and i mean i i I, there's there's more to the game than just easter eggs but i wanted that to be in there um yeah i'm really excited i'm you know i'll I'll have to come back on the show when the the second season's released uh a couple people play it then i then i can talk a little bit more about the season two stuff but i just i you know there's there's things that are going to happen in season two without spoiling it's there's easter eggs in season two that are going to be very very obvious in the sense that they're going to be in front of you but anytime you're like wait something doesn't look right here and you push against the boundaries you're going to find some really really cool things um and it implies it's going to be found it's going to lead you to areas that you weren't supposed to see extra content you weren't supposed to, that that is going to develop little pieces of the story that like you you don't need it's not going to change <laughs> things um but yeah there's <laughs> um yeah you're going to get reintroduced to old characters that were pieces of puzzles that don't actually matter to the whole thing like <laughs> that type of stuff yeah are you do you have any employees or are you handling everything 100% yourself so, I mean, employees is a nice general term. Um, uh, <laughs> people who I, who, I, um, who I don't pay, but I also don't beat. Um, so it's like the fine line between what is it, intern and, and um, non-consenting, you know, employee. Yeah, no. I, so I, if you were talking, if you were talking to the person on the Instagram, the, 
the Twitter, the Facebook, the TikTok, if you're talking to me. If you're, uh, if you're, you, you get a, a game that's been packaged, it's done by me. I do have people who have helped me. So for season two, I'm very fortunate to have um, a, a computer developer who works in the advertising industry, uh, who's an absolute whiz with computers, helping with a lot of stuff. Uh, and he's also going to be acting in it. He's going to be playing the character Russ, which is the filmmaker. Um, I have a close uh, friend of mine who is also helping me out. Uh, she's playing Allie. If you go to the Instagram, you can see one of her promo videos where she's talking about trying to find her brother, Owen. Uh, in the first one, I had uh, an actor that worked with Colin Mockery um, from Whose Line Is It Anyways, who was helping me out on that. Uh, I had an actor who was uh, in the film Jumper with Christian Hayeson, who was helping me out with that. So I, I mean... I don't have uh, I don't have extra employees in terms of you know this this is the marketing department and this is accounts receivable <laughs> and payable uh, that that is all me but I've had I mean even right down to I have a, a friend who who works for um, works for a YouTube channel which I don't have his permission to do it so I won't tell you which one but works for a pretty famous YouTube channel um, and uh, and he he was the one of the editors. Um, and he also helped me put together the website. I had um, somebody who worked for uh, a big, uh, big proofreading company help me with uh, the final edits and proofread. So things like that. I have I've got lots of people who have helped me, but uh, I don't I don't have don't have staff. Nobody nobody gets my money. Uh, <laughs> not even me sometimes. So. <laughs> Most of the time, right? <laughs> Most of the time, it's not even me. No. no I, like I said, I, I put all the the money that I've that I've made. So I've, I've been able to pay off all the, the costs that I've had to put in for season one, which is which was upfront cost of, of my own money. And then I put all the money that I've made from that right into to, to season two. So um, do you mind if I ask you how many games you've sold? Yeah, so I've sold it's uh it's it's around 150 right now um however i am speaking with a couple of companies right now about having it like escape room companies and uh, board game stores about having them at point of sale so when that happens it's going to move the the needle quite a bit um so nothing nothing in the thousands yet um but uh but it's it's one of those things it's it's steadily growing for something that's been out November well the end of November so December January February three under three months around three months that's fantastic so, so, yeah, yes, so. that's more than one a day average yeah. right oh absolutely yeah absolutely yeah so that's fucking yeah. awesome man good for yeah. you every way to that. go dude um where do you see the company going like how big in a in a perfect world like how where do you want it to go how big do you want it to become yeah, if I get to paint my own picture, I, I would love to be doing this full time. Uh, and this being my own thing, I want to make sure that I, you know, give back and I'm able to hire people if I do get to make that full time step and, you know, take care of a company and stuff like that. I, um, I hesitate to, to comment too much about that. Um, mainly not because I don't wish good things for, for myself. Obviously, I do. I want to make sure that I take the steps necessary to grow. And I, I really enjoy the growing pains as much as I, uh, as I do the successes I have, I mean, I'm wearing it backwards right now. Cause it's got my, my, um, 
my website on it, but I have a hat for once again for the listeners. Terrible interviewing st- style here. I'm just talking <laughs> about visual things again. I'm wearing a hat with my logo. Uh, I'm wearing a T-shirt with my logo on it. Um, and, you have your logo uh, in the back. I got my logo in the back. Yeah. <laughs> so I, so I mean, um, I. <laughs> I, I have the ability to throw it on t-shirts, hats, masks, stuff like that, but I want us to grow step by step. I want the people who have helped me to, to get that. And I don't want this to end up being just a, a, a cash grab at the end of the day. I really want this to, to grow organically. If this sits as something that, you know, is a, is a hobby thing and then each one pays for the next one, I'm excited about that. Um, I'm more excited about people playing the game and, and having a real good time than, than, you know, any type of lucrative stuff. I do know people I am in close contact with, uh, people who have made this industry, their life, you know, and how they, how they put food on the table and not that I don't want that. I definitely do. I want to take the steps. And if I'm playing more for legacy than anything else, five, 10 years from now, if I'm the number one USB stick guy, that's great. I'm already, I'm pretty sure I'm already the only one right now. So <laughs> if I can maintain that over the next five years, that's great. So <laughs> yeah. how did you come out with your logo? Your logo is really cool. It's like a butterfly in a circle with a USB stick for the body between the wings. Right. And then a, a labyrinth or a maze in the background. Yeah. So uh, it's funny you asked that. The honest, honest answer, which I mean, I'll always be honest, but the honest answer is I watched a video. So one of my processes, particularly early on, was I would watch a horror YouTube video to start my day, some sort of creepypasta, get myself back into it. So every day for for at least an hour, I started my day by getting myself in the right mindset. And one of the ones, because I kind of had been cycling through them, um, I came across like how to build a perfect RP- ARG. So ARG stands for uh, augmented reality game or alternative reality game, depending on who you ask. I'm pretty sure it's alternative. But think of it as an escape room that you play in the world. There's dead drops. And, you know, if you want to look them up, there's Dexter had a great one. Um, that was an insane one. Uh, I just did one uh, by the guy who did this the Saw franchise, Darren Bozeman. Uh, he did one called One Day Die. Just Google that and you'll have an amazing time. Um, so these, so I was looking up videos on how to create these and it was very tongue in cheek comedic. And it was like, first thing, you need some sort of animal to represent your mysterious, you know, business, you know, that you have. <laughs> and they're like, we're going to use an owl. And I was like, that's dumb. I'm not going to do something like that. My logo is going to be different. And then I was thinking about it. I was like, well, what's actually a creepy animal? I was like, oh, you know what's always really creepy is those butterflies that like look like they have skulls on the back of them to ward off predators. Always really admired those. Um, and I, I actually own one like encased uh, downstairs. Um, and uh, so I was like, oh, I like that. Well, okay, here's the first part. And I was like, okay, what's the next part? And they're like, well, you need to have something else in the middle so you black it all out and you put something else in the middle and like you know put like the all-seeing eye or whatever and i'm like well it's gonna be a usb it's gonna be on a usb (laughs) and i'm like let's put the usb logo in there so it's literally where the you know the the body of it is, is is split into the the usb logo that you would you would recognize so you know um, so, and I was like, oh, I gave myself a little pat on the back for how clever I thought I was. Um, <laughs> and I put that all together and uh, yeah. So, and then it, it sat like that in a circle for the longest time. 
And then, uh, and then I was like, ah, oh, this looks kind of lame. You know, I want to, if I want to put this on a hat or something like that, it feels empty. And so I was like, okay, well, let's put the, the maze in the background. So I put the maze in the background. So yeah. The one in the, the one in the background of the video, I'm very new to this whole video thing, but like the one in the background looks like it doesn't have the labyrinth in it. It doesn't. No. And it does. So I will, I'll tell you, this was actually, the one that's in the back of the day. I'm not going to grab it because you can half see it. This was actually a present for me. Oh, <sighs> I, I don't know what the occasion was. I forget. It was something important that I'm not paying attention <laughs> to. But the, I was um, the person who did did my editing. Um, and we had, we had a very close personal relationship. Uh, her name's Mimi. She's a real person. Um, she's so freaking wonderful. And I, I couldn't have asked for a bigger like supporter um, who, you know, and I, and I asked all my friends, like, don't buy, don't buy this game. Don't, don't be a part of it right off the hop. I want to see if I can get any real traction with people who don't know me and don't have to buy things from me. Um, and uh, yeah, su support me from day one. And she actually made that for me. So she was like, Hey, I got something for you. So yeah, actually it's really funny. It's like, uh, this hat was made for me by, um, by um, like a partner of mine. Her name's Patricia, so she made this for me. I'm mainly saying this so I don't get in trouble later. Um, so she's like, I watched your video and you talked about the hat, but you didn't say anything. Anyways, Patricia, you're, you're a special person. Uh, anyways, so, um, but yeah, so I mean, it's just having people in, in your life that support you and care about you um, and and do things for you is, is wonderful. Yeah, so she made that logo for me. Um, so yeah. That's sick. Uh, yeah. But I just yeah, noticed that it doesn't have the labyrinth in it and it does look like the with the labyrinth in the background does look cool like it looks like it fills it up you know what i mean yeah yeah and and you know what and that's and that's the thing like i mean um yeah it it just needed that little extra boost and i think uh they i think it came about and and just while i'm thanking people for the cool stuff my um my uh the guy who's going to be playing the director uh his the guy's playing russ his name's harem uh, Harem is the computer whiz who like cleaned up my because when I kind of put it together it looked like a bunch of clip art on a you know <laughs> MS Paint kind of thing and he cleaned it all up for me and done it all professionally and he he charges he because I said how much would this cost if I just came into you and I didn't know you said eight hundred and fifty dollars uh, to clean this up for you and uh, he did it to uh, to get a copy of my game and and a beer and uh, I mean I bought him a nice beer but uh, you know uh, so I mean once again like you uh, I'm super super fortunate for the people that I have around me that support me that are helping me I mean just while I'm looking around here once again talking about visual things I've got skulls on my floor that are going to be part of season two big deer skulls uh, you're going to show you a little tiny you know beaver one here uh, so I've got skulls all over here that are part of it and I, I you know that's a, a local hunter here that's been able to help me with that um, I have some um, dolls, some uh, twig dolls that are behind me that you can't see that, uh, that have been put together by friends that have just come down with, on a table full of twigs and we're making these like effigy dolls out of them. So um, all, for, all for my game that I believe in a lot and then they believe in me. So it's supportive. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, no, the people around you, like, you know, we see the same thing at the shop, you know, um, with like just the people around you, like the, the employees we have, like we're all, most of us are, are family. So it's me, my brother, my dad, my cousin, and then a guy who's worked with us for like 20 something years, maybe longer. And then 
it's like you and then i have a, a few personal friends who are like helping me with some other stuff that i'm working on and it's just like the people around you who like can make help you like bring your vision to life you owe them so much like it, it's it it's like you feel like you could never pay them back and like they do it and they don't expect you to pay them back. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And that, and you know what? And that's, that's the really, and the crazy thing is, especially like the guy who's going to be playing Russ in my next one, Harem, who I was talking about, who cleaned up my, my thing for substantially less than $850. (laughs) um, He, which I feel like I've thrown out his going rate. So now he can never charge more. So that's good good for me. Um, But He's so excited to to be a part of this project that um, you know he's he's really excited. He's telling his friends, and he you know he's getting them all on board and stuff like that. So I mean, it's great because you know they get excited about it too. And then I mean, I just like you said, I'm more than happy to help him move or whatever. I really hope he doesn't listen to this podcast, (laughs) but I'm really happy to help him move or whatever he needs because you know he's helped me out so much. But you know, it's that that caring and that love and and we're back to the philosophy stuff here so you know i think yeah. uh well you know for my own part like i'm very happy and proud to be a part of you know whatever small part this podcast plays and whatever future this game has like it's really exciting i think it's really cool and it's something that um a lot of people whether they're into escape rooms or not like i think that they can get value from it i think that it's just a really cool idea and a really cool concept and I'm really excited to see where it goes. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? It's one of those things you're, it's, it's such an easy entry point and you don't have to go any further. You know, if this is the only escape room game you play, then great. And if you play somebody else's and you don't end up playing this one, also great. Just, I mean, the, it's a wonderful little world and you don't have to be, you know, off the deep end like myself. You can just tiptoe in if you want. And so I think, I think that's wonderful. I think that's absolutely wonderful. So last question. Are you ready? It's a big one. Absolutely. I'm, a- I'm, I'm in. Are, if you could have one person play your game, um, who would it be and why? hundred percent Nick Sands. That's for sure. That 100%. is the, that is a that's, bullshit answer. You, you don't want that compound answer? Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, truly, honestly, I truly, honestly, I want you to play my game. Um, so I'm gonna play your game. That's, yeah. So no, you I don't mean, even have to ask that. So that's gonna happen. So, so I'll tell you how that goes. So I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, that's a good question. Who do I really want to play this game? One person um, could be anybody. Anybody okay, in the whole so, world. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you so i mean every you know i i'm, I'm it's 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 lame because i don't really care if you know robert downey jr tony stark ends up playing this game and i don't care if you know the, whatever my crush from you know from elementary school <laughs> you know or high school or whatever uh ends up uh, playing this game uh i don't have one now just when i was in, <laughs> i love in your son i need to clarify <laughs> clarify yeah, yeah. i feel like we derailed the question here the one person i always think that i truly want to make a really cool impact on because you know everybody's going through their own stuff and if if you if you don't like me or my game or anything like that that's that's fine everybody goes through a different thing i've always really really wanted to impress one person one person only and this is the doctor who 
delivered me as a child because <laughs> I think it would be mind-blowing as a person who brought somebody into a life be like this is what I've done since the last time I saw you <laughs> um which is made even way crazier because I was born in the northwest territories in Canada and like so far up north and that there's like polar bears and stuff so I mean <laughs> I, that's that's my answer i don't that's know if that's the answer, answer you're hoping for but I that mean, is I want, way i want them to be like oh this is what he's done since he was a screaming infant that yeah. is the greatest answer to that question so i asked that question pretty much about everybody that is the greatest answer that i've ever gotten and that is now my goal in life is to impress the doctor that brought me into this world that's absolutely that's an awesome goal. My answer would have been Jack Black. So you're fucking way cooler than me. Well, you know what? I mean, <laughs> I, you know what, Jack Black, you know what? He's, he's, uh, you know, he's like, no, 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 he no, no. It. it doesn't change his life. You know, it does change his life. It doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> but that doctor, that doctor is, you know, somewhere in Canada right now in the Northwest Territories, there is a woman sitting down probably by a fire and she's going, <laughs> wonder what the hell he's doing right now and i i have the answer for we just got to connect so yeah. can you please so. find out who that doctor is and will i, I, I will actually, buy the copy of the game to get to her i, I will actually fucking buy can, it. i actually can because i you know there's only so many doctors from the northwest territories and my my parents yeah, probably were both four. there so yeah <laughs> the problem so is she may not have a computer <laughs> yeah. well yeah that might that might end up being the thing then i, I gotta ship two things the computer and that so you know what i'll i'll do that and i'll get back to you and uh you know and that'll be that that's something we could that's something for a behind the scenes we should film for sure yeah <laughs> fuck i gotta fly to canada now because yeah. that would be an amazing story oh my goodness yeah and oh even better she's like no i you were number baby number 4,007 that year. <laughs> I don't remember you, and I very much am not interested in playing <laughs> escape room games. But thank you for this free game and, and wonky laptop. So, yeah. Please <laughs> yeah. get off my property now. Yeah, please, please leave. <laughs> it was very hard to get here. I respect that, but please leave. So, yeah. No. <laughs> well, man, I appreciate you coming on so much. I really had an awesome time tonight. I, I had an amazing time too. I'm very excited. Um, and a shout out to your family as well. Your, your mom and dad that you were talking to earlier and, uh, yeah. And shout out to my family as well. And dad, your <laughs> flat is still down and mom, I, I promise I'll get to it after this. All right. <laughs> awesome brother. Well, I hope you have a wonderful night and I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. Hey everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed it. If you can, do me a favor and go and give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If that's where you're listening, I would really appreciate it, and it would help me out a ton. Thank you so much, everybody. I hope you have a wonderful day.